welcome to our unnamed podcast at the moment. It will get a name as soon as we can decide what it is. <laughs> my name is Nate. I'm joined by my co-host. Christian, what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> um, how was your week? Stressful? How was my week? You know, it was, it was another week. Oh, okay. Um I think I'm finally kind of getting back into the swing of kind of work and regular routine because mm-hmm. the holidays I had about, I don't know, maybe had to be close to what, 10, 11, 12 days off. So, you know, oh, wow. now, now I'm kind of back into the way. Yeah. So I was off from, so we got off early the day, we got off early Christmas, the, the day before Christmas Eve. So the 23rd, right? Okay. And I didn't go back to work until the Tuesday after New Year's. So however many days that was. Um, yeah, so it, it, it takes me a while to transition back into like my normal work routine. I think I'm there now. Um, so things are moving at work, back to normal routine. Family's all kind of back in the regular routine. We, we haven't taken down our Christmas decorations yet. At least not the ones outside. The ones inside yes, outside. stay but, strong. Right. The outside <laughs> stuff is still up, partially because we never really got like good outdoor pictures yet. Oh, so okay. we want to make sure we get those in and then take it down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, the the inside is done. The Christmas tree was taken away by the, you know, the, the people. So that that's all good. But, do, yeah, just kind of, you know. Do they – the people that take your tr- Christmas tree, do they uh, recycle? I'm assuming it's a, it was a real tree, right? It was a real I tree, mean, yeah. So, like, like the, the same, um, like, the county waste management people, they have, like, a special group that come to get the trees. Mm-hmm. And I guess they chip them up and do something with them somewhere. Okay, um, so nice. I don't well, know. But, I mean, recycled, yeah. it's not in my yard anymore, so I'm only slightly <laughs> concerned about that. Okay. Mostly I was like – because I put it out, like, the last day we were allowed to put it out. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked out there, it was still there. So I was oh, like, no. oh, <laughs> but they, they, they came and got it. They're on a weird schedule now, also with COVID and stuff. So right. you know, it's it's done. But okay. yeah, that's that's kind of been in my week. How about you? That's actually nice that they come by and pick it up. We never had that when when I was in the U.S. We never had um, really. Yeah, we always had to go throw it away ourselves, like take it to <laughs> a dump, which we never could find. Um, so we stopped using. I don't know if that's the reason why we stopped using real trees, but we stopped using them. Um, but even here now in our house, we didn't, we, we didn't buy a real tree. We bought a, um, imitation tree. I said, I, real I will tree, say, yeah, it was our tree. So, you know, we, we, we moved into this house January of last year. So we, we'll, we'll be here a full year in three days. Um, oh. so our other place was a lot smaller, right? So when we, when we got here, we were like, oh, we're going to go buy a tree. And it was a lot bigger than we anticipated to fit the, the area. Right. And so then we had to buy a whole bunch of new ornaments and stuff because because we were used to a much smaller tree. So we put all of them on there and we were like, oh, this tree is bare. This looks ridiculous. So let's get some more stuff. So okay. yeah. That's how it goes. But yeah, it was it was cool. It nice was cool. surprise. Okay, cool. I I was telling uh, Liam that I would love for christmas decorations to stay up all winter long like because (laughs) winter is such a miserable personal miserable time because it's so cold here it's it's cold really cold right now and um and it's also dark faster you know or longer it's darker it's dark longer so i was like christmas 
um like decorations and stuff, i would really like to start a movement where like christmas decorations and stuff they stay up for the whole winter because like it just like i feel like christmas this is more of a season rather than a like a holiday you know oh i agree yes so. starting around november we get on the hallmark movies like yes we're on, yes we're on everything exactly. almost immediately right and this year like we hosted thanksgiving so we had oh, to nice. kind of do like thanksgiving decorations and then okay. christmas but but yeah. carol's like you know next year she's like no that that's cutting my christmas <laughs> de- de- decoration time so she's like look next year it's just straight christmas starting in november and then we'll be good like forget this you know fall yeah kind of harvest decorating like no 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 no, no. Summer, and then we're gonna do fall for a couple of days, and then we're hitting hitting Christmas. So, yeah, she, Christmas and snow is like her favorite stuff. Like, oh yeah, it's, oh. it's it's like it's like Christmas, mm-hmm. and then snow, and then me. So oh. she's, she's all about it. <laughs> all well, I feel it. her. I really love Christmas. I love the Christmas season. I do not like winter, but I love the Christmas season. Right. Uh, oh my goodness! And yeah, the 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 Hallmark movies, the uh, just Christmas movies in general. So, oh, I just I just love it. And it's then all here, corny. it's all the same, but it's all great. It is right, and it, I know it's all the same, all the same. We literally watch. <laughs> I think we watch a Christmas movie every weekend since no, from like the end of November to uh, until December, and they were all the same plot lines and then i was like Liam, why is christmas always just about one like finding love like <laughs> what who decided that that was that moment. yeah right and go yeah exactly i was like why isn't it about something else although there was a christmas movie about santa claus which i liked as well so anyways but whatever um yeah i had a uneventful week i guess i was just you know just looking for a job um but i was as i was saying i was um playing this game elder scrolls online and i had noticed that uh one of my the guilds i'm a part of i'm a part of three you can be a part of five and one of them well one of them i'm in is inactive completely i don't know why i'm still part of it (laughs) i just i just i just am the other one is um it's a french one and um, I just joined it because they were French and they were looking for members. I was like, I don't know, why not? So I joined it and they were active at first. Everybody was like, hey, 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 whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that was only a couple months ago and now a few months ago. So it was probably like five or six months ago. Um, but now I'm just like, I never see anybody online from that guild. And I'm like, so I just wrote the, a person he his position is duke so i just wrote him and i was like dude is the guild dead and then i called i wrote him yesterday and today he responded and he was like actually pretty much yeah <laughs> he was like, <laughs> i was like oh that sucks right and uh, the guy was like yeah uh, the problem is we need it's a full-time job and somebody needs to um uh like we need a leader who wants to get into that position and that really is my like cup of tea like that is really where (laughs) i shine the best like when you've got something working and it doesn't i mean you know you got something that really you want to work get to working get working sorry but you don't have the right people like that is where i come in i'm just like okay let's fix this you know that's what (laughs) i do with the the i mean that's what i do with in all my jobs actually i don't know of a single job i've done where where I didn't come in and just like fix it like the other job 
even the, yeah so anyway so like that's that's i was like wow i mean i could do it. i've never done it before and i was like full-time job huh that he was just funny he was just saying generally like you've got to be <laughs> like dedicated right but then i was thinking because i had had joined another guild and that person was like one of them were like um uh we're hiring for positions and i was like hiring and i was like yeah yeah there's a they were like they were like there's a something scholarship or whatever but i might have misunderstood what they were saying but that's that's what he said and i was like i wonder if i could get paid being a guild member um leader you know um so i was looking it up online but every time i look i'm not using the right keywords i think so um I'll just, I'll, uh, I every time I look it up, it's just like how to make money in the game. I'm, I don't want to make like in game money. Like I want to real <laughs> see if I can make real money, uh, dedicating my time to this this game. Like if maybe the company pays you or something. I don't know how the, how that would work. Uh, I know if I went on Twitch, you could get I could get paid for that. You know, uh, Twitch, Facebook, uh, YouTube, eventually. Um, Stuff like that, but um, whatever. Anyways, um, we can – we'll just move on to our, our topic today. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Didn't you want to try to introduce a, 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 a couple people today, Nate? Maybe? Kind of, sort of? A little bit? Well, you mean the other people that are supposed to join us? <laughs> or, 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 or even the, the two of us, maybe. I thought we just did. Did we? Yeah. I mean, well – Okay, okay. Maybe we could. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Just, just, just real, real, real brief. Who, who is Nate? Who is Nate? Nate is. <sighs> that's a good question. It's complex. No, we're. <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, I'm an American. I'm an American in France. I live in France now. I live in um, uh, Normandy, and. Um, and I, but I am from America. I was born in Washington State. I um, studied business, uh, and I got my MBA. And I plan on doing my PhD whenever I get a chance uh, in business. Um, and in the meantime, I am, currently I'm unemployed, but I will. I am looking for a job as a consultant, um, probably with this company called Forrester. Or bearing point, which was one of my my choices as well, or TNA TNS um, technology and services. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically me. I have a lot, a lot, a lot of interests, um, <laughs> as you will probably find out if you keep listening to this podcast. I have a ton of interests, um, but I am what you would call a jack of all trades and a master of none. I, I don't master any much of anything in fact i tend to get bored uh once i start once i realize oh my goodness i i i figured this out i know how to do it blah blah blah, blah you know um i know uh, I, I i tend to move on to something else <laughs> i don't know if it's good or bad that's just what i do yeah. so you know whatever so that's uh so that's basically me chris oh cool so who who is christian, who is christian? so yeah i i I will say I grew up in Washington State. I, I think that's a, a fairly accurate statement. I mean, I moved there when I was what eleven, so mm -hmm. I think that makes sense. 
uh, met Nate, I must have been around 14. So we've known each other for a couple of decades and some, I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a while, a yeah. while. Uh, <laughs> my background, uh, you know, I guess career-wise is my bachelor's is in accounting. Um, I actually did accounting as a career primarily for maybe a couple of years. Then moved into kind of accounting software support and other various things along the way. Uh, now I'm a, in the IT world officially, which was always kind of my my dream to do. Mm, so I, I nice. kind of weaseled my way over here eventually and, and then true. actually made it, right? <laughs> dreams do come true. So, I, I'm an IT solution architect um, by title. Mostly what I'm very good at is learning things and criticizing things mm. and analyzing process. So. <laughs> I put that together and I really kind of try to help make sure that we're kind of steering the ship correctly as far as our uh, IT endeavors. So my wife likes some of those qualities and others not so much at times, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very good at looking at something and poking holes in something. Like, wait a minute, I see a hole or how come, wait a minute. Uh, you know, I, I get into semantics a lot sometimes, oh. which can be frustrating, but is key when you're getting requirements for things or how yes. to build something. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be creative about what you're doing and where you're going. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's that's kind of my thing. Interests, you know, I would say my 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 main. I don't really have hobbies. I'm kind of odd like that. But my 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 hobby is, I guess, technology as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I I like anything to do with tech, whether it's gaming or, you know, I haven't built a computer in a while, but I would love to <gasps> do it again. Yes. Um, you know, I, I upgrade mine on occasion, but you know, just those kind of things. I mean, I like, you know, the Marvel universe. I'm into, you yes. know. I'm into DC stuff. They're animated stuff. Don't get me on the live action. <laughs> what, you didn't like uh, Justice League? <laughs> oh, please don't get me started. We can have a whole podcast series. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Star Wars. I like Star Trek. I like sci-fi stuff in general. You know, I like fantasy. I like all the nerdy stuff I like. I, I, I'm say, I, I would say I, I'm very much a nerd um, who doesn't think he's a nerd. So I look at nerds and think, man, those are nerdy people. Mm. But I'm not a nerd. I just like to say stuff as them. So whether that's true or not, yet yet to be seen. But would that be nerd or geek or both? I guess a geek I, is into technology and a nerd is into. Yeah, I I like the stuff that geeks and nerds like. I'm just I'm just not one of them. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like those people like when 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 I go to Comic Con or I go to like you know one of those things, one of those conventions, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, these people really like this stuff. These are weird people. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I like the same stuff. So yeah, maybe maybe I'm weird too. I don't know. There <laughs> is a difference because yeah, we uh, Christian and I we share the same uh, a lot of the same the same interest, uh, and I love um, like comics and uh, and the Marvel and uh, DC universe. I prefer Marvel personally. Uh, DC always just seems so dark to me, <laughs> and everything like uh, everything it does. Even like the Flash, who's supposed to be like witty and blah blah blah, that just became super dark as well. But <laughs> moving on, <laughs> um, I yeah, th- some of those people at like the Comic Cons and stuff like that, they like you know I like them. They are. What you <laughs> they would they are what you call fanatics. Not that I'm digging at them at, at all. Like they, you be who you are. But yeah, I I think I would call them. I think I would call them fanatics. 
for or fans, you know, for right. I'll find my wife and this will be a whole other podcast, right? But I was like, you know, she was like, Yeah, but you are like them. And I was trying to explain to her, <laughs> Yes, but I'm not. She's like, uh. I was talking how like it's hard to like make friends, right? Because I'm like, you know, the people that like stuff that I like, I feel like are not like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like they like it a lot more than me, but I'm like, but where, where are the people like me that like it but aren't like like it like right. you know like <laughs> And it's it's like you, right? It's like you, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just like I, I don't know. It's so strange. It's just a strange area, right? It's like yeah. people are like either don't really understand any of it, or they're like they are like oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. This, this episode of this, I'm like okay, let's, like, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's all cool, but you know, I got a family, and you know, I exactly. Are you going a little too deep for me? I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I understand. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, I guess the reason why I'm so like, like I like it, but don't like, I'm not a fan, a fanatic is, like I said, it's really hard for me to get into one single thing. Like right now, even now, I'm looking for, okay, I'm looking for a job as a managerial consultant. Um. <laughs> And um, I was talking to my husband and he was like, uh, he was like, is there nothing else you would want to do? And I was like, well, that's the problem because there is a ton of things I would like to do. Like right. this what this, um, this unemployment agency called me, offered me a, a position as a, a store owner, uh, not owner, sorry, a store director. Um, and it was super tempting one, it was in Toulouse, which is south of France, where it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And then two would be um, the the pay was – it was really good for – it was good for France. It was in my pay – my minimum pay range. Um, and, uh, and then she was also like, you wouldn't have to work. You would only work Monday through Friday. Friday. Uh, which is very important because when oh because like I said I was it was a store director so it's a retail store and and it was working in the airport which was another plus I love the airport and um, but the but I I declined eventually because I was just like well first of all she was like um you wouldn't have to work Monday or so you would only have to work Monday before and I'm just like that is just like just hearing that knowing that the option of working Saturday and Sunday kind of lies on the table. Like basically they're saying you, you don't, you don't have to work, but it might be kind of like necessary just kind of, which is weird because if I'm working as a managerial consultant and they were like, Oh, you'd have to work uh, or you, you might have to work Saturday and Sunday, be depending on your clients or whatever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know it was just a turn off uh for me and plus it's in toulouse and we literally just bought our house in normandy so I just uh you know i just kind of want to stay as close to the house as possible for the moment so anyways whatever <laughs> i just the problem is just i just have a lot of things i like so whatever yeah yeah, yeah. so that is pretty much uh, that's pretty much who we are. Well, you'll definitely get to know us more uh, as the podcast uh, goes on. But um, sure, 
Yeah, that's the so basically what the uh, how the podcast goes. We might have um, some friends join us from time to time on the podcast, uh, but basically we like uh, to talk about hot topics that are going on uh, in the world around us and give our feedback. Uh, I just uh, how we think about the uh, what we think about the uh, the topic and currently post pandemic one of the biggest one of the hot topics well i guess i don't know if we're still considered in a pandemic are we i i don't think it's over i, I oh it's I not we're yeah. still it's, okay. it's post beginning of the pandemic right it's, <laughs> it's yeah i guess that's true <laughs> yes, it's, it's not done just yet yeah okay because he's not here well, I mean, in the U.S. also, y'all didn't really do much of anything. <laughs> like, you all had some, there were some states that did some, like, lockdowns and required masks and stuff like that. But y'all had people going out in firearms trying to kill the virus or whatever. <laughs> Right. <laughs> all the states, me, <laughs> all the states were divided. People still going to church and stuff like that. It just it was it was. Uh, you know, Americans. Americans don't want anybody telling them what to do. I guess they want to do, do and take care of themselves, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I talk about them because guess what? I'm American. So. Right. You. You are us. I am. That's true. <laughs> because then I turn, I flip the script. People are like, "You French." <laughs> right. Anyways, yeah. So post beginning of the pandemic, um, everyone got the opportunity to. Well, not everyone, but a lot of jobs got the work. Uh, the opportunity. A lot of people in jobs got the opportunity to work from home um which is sometimes well i guess that's what we're going to discuss is that like was that a pro or a con um working from home so chris do you work from home i do i have been working from home exclusively since march of 20 when did the pandemic start? I think it was 2020. 2020. Yeah. 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 So I've been working from home almost two years now. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky you. I mean, yeah, I, I one, one day they finally let us work from home. They were begrudgingly doing it, which we'll get into. But right. uh, they finally <laughs> let us. They, 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 it was temporary. Right. So mm -hmm. on that day, I said, you know what? I grabbed my laptop, I grabbed my two monitors from my desk, and I grabbed a bunch of stuff, all my dock, and I brought it home. He was ready for it. And uh, <laughs> that's where I've been ever since, yeah. Nice. Okay. And and do you like it? Is that uh, – do you prefer working from home than working from the office? So I am a very – well, I think I'm pretty introverted in general. So – from that respect, I think I I do like it, right? I like that. I like kind of being able to be by myself um, as I want. You know, the, my particular job, um, we're headquartered in Baltimore, mm -hmm. um, but all of our actual um, providers, all our services, we, we we run several schools. None of them are in Baltimore. They're in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Virginia, <laughs> um, you know, Maine. So. Okay. There were people in the office that I would work with, 
Mm-hmm. But also a lot of people I work with, I would never see them because they're remote anyway. So right. even when I was in the office, a good chunk of people that I even interacted with, I never met them in person unless I traveled for a day to go see them, right? So a lot of my work remained the same. It's just a few people that I used to see in the office every day, mm-hmm. I don't see them anymore. But my day-to-day is pretty much the same. I mean, from, from the last six years, my supervisor was out near Pittsburgh, which, for those that don't know, is probably a good four-hour drive from here in Baltimore. So I saw her a few times a year in person. Um, she was so your, again, what, did she, she supervised yeah. you from exactly. Pittsburgh? Which, exactly, which, which in okay. this remote world is not uncommon, right? But again, I've kind of been in that, that kind of paradigm for like six years from that perspective anyway. So for me, again, working from home, it's mostly the same. You know, I, I don't have a commute anymore, mm-hmm. which, 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 is, which is a pro and a con in some ways, which we can get into. Okay, um, yeah. But yeah, for, for my, particular, my particular situation, it's not really been too disruptive. Um, I would say on, on the net, I would say I think I'm in a better situation. Okay. And personally, because yeah, like you said, we're going to get into the pros and cons before. Uh, per- personally, do you feel, because um, I know that this is, this is this has been a complaint. I've heard this as a complaint. Do you feel you're m- more or less productive or the same be working from home? I would say it's the same because for me, again, I told you a lot of times who I was working with was remote. So mm-hmm. th- there, there may be days I'd be in the office, my door closed and not see anyone, not talk right. to anybody in the office. Okay. And so as far as, you know, accountability, again, supervisor wasn't there. Right. So I, I may have days where I was just like, I'm just not in it today. Right. You know, exactly. and I'm just kind of, you know, browsing and procrastinating. You know, some days mm-hmm. you just like that. Yeah, right? some days it Which I can happens. do there or here. <laughs> some some days you close the door and you're in it working, like, mm-hmm. you know, getting it done in the flow, right? Which right. can happen there mm-hmm. or here. So for, for me, I haven't noticed any any reduced product in productivity. I, I will say again, for me, it's easier to focus and to to to, to control my own time. So right. if I want to okay. sit down and focus for five hours. Mm-hmm. I can just ignore Teams calls mm-hmm. right. and work, and oh. no one can bother me. Whereas in the <laughs> office, right, mm-hmm. someone can come to the door, knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Hey, Christian, quick question. Can you come office for a second? And then my whole afternoon is gone. Cause <laughs> right. Happen all the time. All the time, right? I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll be right up. And then the day is blown because I was helping them with something else, right? So yeah. um, I think from that perspective, I definitely have more autonomy and control over my time. Right. Um, and so what if, if I need to be focused and uninterrupted, I can easily do that. Because, again, my family bothers me much less than my coworkers. Right. Because only two of them versus however many were in the office. So. Right. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I have yeah, I have actually questions about that, but I, but we'll, we'll get into it. So that's yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. that's that's interesting. Okay, so yeah, can we like let's discuss some pros and cons. So I didn't. Okay, so be, so beginning of twenty twenty, um, like I had just gotten my job in December of two thousand nineteen uh, at a grocery store as a manager in a grocery store, and um, I. Um, I was part of the textile department and I really, really, really wanted 
to work from home, but you, I can't. Like, you, I have to be in the store. Like, that is actually a position where you have to be there. Yeah. <sighs> but, uh, but Liam was working, my husband was working from home, and he was like, man, I want to go out and see people. And I'm like, man, I want to go home. <laughs> like, I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> I so wish we could have switched because he is a very people-oriented person um, or just like socialite, I should, I should say. And I'm not that – I'm not a socialite. I I talk to people, but I'm not like – I don't – I'm an introvert and he's more of an extrovert. So, yeah. Yeah, I, and I imagine that this has kind of been difficult for those people, right? The ones that kind of thrive on kind of the office energy, walking around. Yeah, yeah. Seeing people like, you know, like that energizes them, right? It does, so yeah. So they're sitting at their desk all day with artificial people on a screen. Mm-hmm. I can see that being as draining as it is for me to be kind of high-fiving and, you know <laughs> – seeing people all day right like that's yeah. draining to me you know yeah so, yeah exactly I, oh yeah. i get it yeah so anyway so i didn't have the um the experience of working from home so basically this would be uh mostly your uh, <laughs> mostly your uh, thoughts on it uh, i will I be suppose. the case study no yes. problem yes perfect okay so <laughs> first uh i don't think we we answered this but what are our what would you say are were the pros and cons from working from home i i think i had a point about um if it's less if it's more or less beneficial um or pr- productive um and i kind of broke that down because like is it more is working from home more or less uh, productive for employees for the leaders for a company and clients so what do you think i i think a lot of it boils down to if you are as a company really embracing the idea of people working from home it's not about just having people take their computer home and then work from there Mm -hmm. right um, as an example, you know, we're talking with, with, with a, a vendor that's helping us implement our new um, accounting software. And she was saying how, you know, normally as they implement software, they come on site for a few days every so often and have meetings in the room where they're talking through stuff and configuring things. And so when you're in the room, you can engage body language. You can say, hey, does everyone understand this? And you can look at their eyes and see. Right. Do you understand, you know, and you can kind of understand and kind of help you kind of get a flow as you're talking. You can kind of see people nodding and kind of, you know, it's easier to kind of work through those kind of things in a, in a room. Right. Um, when you're online, you can't do that. Right. And so my thought to her was, um, I hear you that it's more difficult, but what's your solution? You know, as an example, right. I, I was in a meeting where, you know, we were kind of brainstorming. And so they actually had like this um, kind of like a, a virtual whiteboard. And as we were talking we could all kind of type in little like post-its and put them on the thing for the brainstorming session. Right. And okay. to me, that was so valuable, right? Cause we were actually able to brainstorm. We're not trying to talk over each other on zoom and kind of interrupt. Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, you, you know, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. so that should be just an example of, Hey, look, this is a different paradigm. Mm-hmm. Let's use the correct tools and processes to embrace that. So for me, I think the first key to it is really, you know, understanding it's not the office at home, it's work from home and it's different and it's remote work. And so I think I think if you embrace it that mm-hmm. way, you can be more productive. I think if you try to do the old way, but just have people at home, I think you're gonna be less productive and, and have you know less quality all around. And people are just gonna, are not gonna be happy with it because 
it just it, it it's, it's it's not a good fit. Yeah. Um. But I think I think as far as leadership is concerned, right? You know, again, I I mentioned you know that you know I've been supervised more or less remotely the last six years, right? Right. Um. I actually for 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 a full year in the pandemic, I had a new supervisor that I never met in person. Um. Oh. <laughs> he came to the company. We we saw we met on Skype, and then a year later he moved on, and I never met him in person. <laughs> So, you know, but again, I don't think that's, I, I think it's uncommon for a lot of people now, but yeah. I don't think it was uncommon broadly, right? With with international companies and yeah. teams, yeah. like that's normal, right? Yeah. Like people are set up for that. So I, I think that's the other piece to recognize is that this is new to a lot of people, but it's not new. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not right? New. We've, yeah. had, we've had multinational, you know, cross country teams for a while. I mean, even, even my prior work. Um, when I worked for, with with the accounting software, like we we had a team here, but our development our developers were in Brazil, like three hour time difference. So right. even that was, you know, there's time, there's remote, there's language barrier, right? There's yeah. typing through exactly. MSN Messenger. So you, you know, I, I I think I think a lot of it is really about how you embrace your environment um, and and work from there. I think also. Um, Productivity, I think, is also affected by how you feel you're perceived by your company. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, beginning of the pandemic, um, a lot of companies were like, we don't want you working from home because you're going to be less productive. Right. right? You, we don't trust you right. to work from home. Right. Um, and I think that already just kind of sets a bad tone. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. certain people are like, well, if you don't trust me to work from home anyway, mm-hmm. then I'm going to go home and do me, right? Like, if you don't trust <laughs> me anyway, like, then, you know, like, it just sets up kind of an adversarial situation rather than, hey, look, we hired you. We trust you to do your work. You're an adult. Right. And as long as you're producing what we needed to produce, mm-hmm. what is it, at the end of the day, you know, for someone that's salaried, right, mm-hmm. as long as you're doing what we ask you to do and mm-hmm. it's getting done, I don't care if you work one hour or or eighty hours. Exactly. Are yeah. you getting this? Are you getting it done? Cool. Have at it. Right. Right. Um, and I, I think that that was a piece that was missing early on was a lot of people were in an older mindset of, if you're not in the office, I can't trust you to work. Right. Um, and I think I think that mindset, I think caused a lot of suspicion, a lot of. Um, not embracing it fully. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that kind of affected productivity earlier on. You know, look, look, looking at clients, um, again, my, my clients personally are really internal to the company, right? So we, we run schools. I work for kind of the management company mm-hmm. that helps operate the schools. And so we're kind of a shared service. So the IT department is a service to them. Right, um, okay. We're helping them implement their system. We're helping them with support and things. So again, even with that, um, I think there are times where I think they would like to see us in person more throughout the year, just, you know, to check how they're doing. But I think overall, again, for us, again, we were already with, with that paradigm. So I think it's, it's really been for the most part seamless. I think we just have to kind of have more frequent touch points mm-hmm. and, and clearer communication. You know, I think, I think all of this really makes communication more important, especially mm-hmm. written communication yeah. because you know, it's very easy to misunderstand something that's typed, right? Definitely. If I'm talking to you in person, <laughs> definitely. You know, yeah. If we're in person, even 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 misunderstanding someone's body language on a screen 
mm-hmm. is more difficult. Yeah. You know, so I think it's much more important to be super clear and have super good communication skills mm-hmm. um, because customer service can be affected in that way if someone reads into a tone that you didn't have, right? Yeah, yeah They exactly. say, hey, help with a computer. Well, did you turn it off and turn it back on, mm-hmm. right? That can sound a different way depending yeah. on <laughs> how they're feeling, right? So, you know, trying to use, hey, I'm, I'm so sorry about that, or hey, I'd love to help you. You know, those kind of things, I think, from a customer standpoint, I think can, can help kind of drive some of this this distance that we have um, in that respect. So that's okay. kind of my, I would say, brief thoughts around kind of productivity and kind of pros and cons of this kind of work environment from my own experience. This stuff that I've also heard others kind of going through. So when I was thinking about the clients, um, I was thinking, so when I was calling, um, like, for example, I even at my job i would have to i would have to call the central is what they call it the central um for help but since everyone was in ended up working from home um i was considered the client at that point and they uh the people i was calling um i would call them and they were working from they were working from home but they would have sometimes they would have like connection issues sometimes they um um their systems weren't working probably because this had not been planned. Like it was since they right. were forced to do it, like their, their laptops weren't working or they weren't connecting to the, uh, to their, to the internet or whatever the case may be, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, so that's, I was looking at from that point, uh, standpoint where like, um, was working from home, beneficial for the client but yeah it your situation is different because you have clients all over the place so <laughs> like you well, are right. you're yeah. already established as <laughs> you know working from exactly. working from home exactly. so yeah i found it um that's a very very good insight i do agree i do agree that it needs to be embraced um you can't just do it haphazardly, which a lot of companies did in the expectation that it was going to end soon, you know, mm-hmm. and then it didn't end soon. <laughs> so, right. But I feel like it was a good uh, scenario to run, kind of like this whole Darwin um, theory of like um, adaptation, you know, like if you don't adapt, you 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 end up dying, you know, sort of thing. And so a lot of companies really had to to do that. They had to adapt uh, to the current circumstances. Some did it better than, than maybe others. Some couldn't do it. Like it was literally impossible for them to do it. And, uh, and it caused a lot of their demises. I'm thinking of um, stores, like for example, um, my favorite... Uh, Magic the Gathering card uh, store went out of business. Um, well, because mm. no one could come in, they couldn't right. work from home. Um, but what they could have done, what I was thinking, but they may have not thought about this or whatever, but um, they could have just started selling the most online. You know, um, they could have started just putting their stock online and onto their website and then selling it like that you know i don't know what all that would have entailed but if you were really serious i feel like if you were really serious about staying alive but it was also a small 
like most um, card or game stores, uh, it's usually right. a small um, um, card game stores. Uh, it's a small uh, enterprise, so it's, you know, any sort of small thing can just kind of knock them out of the out of out of orbit but uh, but other than that like if they were capable of working from home they should have embraced it and just been like we should do this it's funny too because uh, i do have a a couple of situations uh like stories about that i was working at um san francisco state university as a business analyst and uh i told my the executive director that I would be able that my job, I sh I could do my job from home, you know? And I was like, I think we should probably consider that because I was spending an hour and a half going to work both ways, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I was, I thought I told her that we should consider that she was very nice. She wasn't, she was very nice, but I also understood that she was under a lot of pressure. So I, I really do not fault her for like, I think the people she was working with were pressuring her so much that she would, even if she thought that what I was saying was a good idea, she would have to jump through so many hoops to, you know, tell so many people, so many things like just, you know, I, I don't think she, she thought that it was, uh, it was worth her time. And I can, I would completely understand, but she was like, no, this, this job requires you to be in the office. I was like, I, it does not require me. I, I like being with my team, but my team can definitely operate without me one or two days out of the week. Like, you know, it's yeah. not like very many things, uh, change. Um, and so I told her that she was, she was, she listened to me or whatever, but she, she didn't, she didn't do it anyways. I had to leave. So, uh, we, we left on very good terms. Um, but, um, cause I had to come back to the, to, to the U S uh, I mean, sorry, I had to come back to France, but, um, she, lo and behold, pandemic hits. What happens? <laughs> the whole position is work from home, you know? So <laughs> it's interesting, you know, when, when you look at it, like how, how much of all of the technology is not even new to like work from no. home, like all this stuff. Yeah. Like a lot of people, a lot of people act like Zoom just now became a thing. Right. No, yeah. Zoom has been here for a while. Yes. Zoom, Teams, yeah. GoToMeeting, yeah. Join.me, like all this stuff has been here, right? Yes, and I've exactly. used it, I used it less. Mm -hmm. But it's not like it's it's brand new. Yeah, it's just exactly. people just didn't embrace it because they weren't forced to. Right, exactly. Could, there were so many meetings that we could have done on Zoom and not have people flying in from all over the country for like a two-hour meeting mm -hmm. and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> I've yes. been to many and it's like, yes. why did we do this? Like, But see, and that's... I mean that I think that's a whole other topic because I, I really get into business. I really like the idea of business, and I'm very sad about like how a lot of businesses are run. A lot of businesses spend a lot of money or cause their employees to spend a lot, or people that work for or with them, a lot of money and like effort and time and whatever for things that just could be done easier, but they don't want to because maybe that it's not normal. They haven't done it before. What that's yeah. what I mean by normal, like it's not habitual for them or you know whatever and i'm just like if you you could be so far more efficient and that's you know those are the, one of the things that we have in common uh is 
Like I look at things and I see why they're not working. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, why don't you fix this? <laughs> like, why are you doing it this way? Yeah. So, but anyways, and I did, and there's a, I have another anecdote where I was working at this other school, years ago, it was in Lille. And uh, again, that position I could have done from home. In fact, I should have been able to do from home. Um, um, because I was so bored, but the lady hired me. She was very nice. She hired me. When she hired me, she said, you're going to be bored. She was like, this is far be- be- beneath your, <laughs> like your skill level and stuff like this. She, so she was there, but she was like, we really need help and we can't find anybody else. Um, and which is amazing because the job I've been like, why couldn't you find somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> to fill this position because um, I did it I mean honestly and I'm not even bragging like I did that we uh, once I figured out once they had told me how to do it like it was just and the problem was it was manual so it was it was ridiculous in any case but anyways so what I was doing was I was finishing the job uh, and then I had nothing else to do. Like I had nothing else to do. And I started taking on jobs just because I was like, I'm at work and I have nothing else to do. What happened? I was finishing those. Like I was making all these suggestions. I, I literally wrote up a, um, a, like a list. That's when I first started doing that. But I, I wrote up a list of things that they could be doing, improve and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, we could improve this. We could remove this, um, this policy um, because it's redundant with these other policies, you know, this way, this procedure, because it's redundant with all these other procedures, or this one is super old. We don't even need this procedure, you know, stuff like that. Like I was doing all of that. I just, I was just whatever. And I was still, and I still just had a bunch of time. So I just left. I just would leave my post, but (laughs) I, I made sure everyone knew that I had my phone on me. Uh, I was like, call me if you, you know, need anything. But I wasn't in a position where, like, it was an emergency. Like, if anything needed to happen, I could work on it. Um, I could come either come because I wasn't work, walking distance from my job. So I was like, I could either come back in and do it myself or, or do it that day or I'd just do it the next day when I came into work. Like, it wasn't uh, an issue um, sort of thing. But then they got upset because they are – used to having you sit in there doing nothing. I mean, they're used to you sitting in the office. And I was like, but I don't need to be in the office. I can understand if I needed to be in the office. I don't need to be in the office. There's nobody coming in. There's nothing. And if there was somebody coming in, again, call me. Like, I'll come in. I'll walk into the uh, the office or – but usually – but. Uh, that's the worst case scenario. Otherwise, it just I'll just talk to him on the phone because the only people that are walking in are people who could have called and just be like, "Hey, can I fix this or that?" And be like, "Yeah, I'll fix it now," you know, sort of thing. So, um, and they that job ended up being um, <laughs> work from home as well, you know, because it was required. <laughs> so yeah. it, it just really shows that companies definitely could have. They could have made their employees' lives a lot better, easier, I suppose. That's only, however, uh, interesting if you would want to work from home because there are right. people who did not take well to working from home. Yeah, uh, because, I mean, you know, to that point, working from home isn't isn't free, right? Like, no. Like, yes, I'm not commuting anymore, right? But mm-hmm. I did move to this house in part because I was working from home. 
Like it wasn't the only reason. <laughs> right. Before, I was sitting. I was sitting in our bedroom on the edge of the bed with like a folding table. Oh wow. Like a makeshift Front kind times. of a thing, right? Like <laughs> trying to like blur my background or like plan meetings and, mm-hmm. and like there was just everyone. It was so close. Like it wasn't a good situation because I was not ready and you know prepared to work from home. Right. Like yeah. That, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I have a dedicated space and I can help here. I can and it's fine, right? But mm-hmm. you know, I think that's the other part is you know our company didn't necessarily feel the need to kind of give us additional equipment. Like I know other companies were like, Hey, look, we're going to pay for you to get like a chair. We're going right. to do, all, like, yes. you know, get, get, get you a new desk. We're going to mm-hmm. get you, you know, lighting, like mm-hmm. whatever you need, yeah. you know, we'll set you up as if you were here. Right. right. Our company is more like, Hey, whatever's on your desk, you take that Thank home you. with you <laughs> and, and use that there, right? So, yeah, right. I have two monitors. I got a standing desk. Like, a, it can raise up and down. I put on my desk here. Right. I got my, I got my stuff, right? But it wasn't like and, – and I haven't – I didn't ask, but also it wasn't offered. And for, for right. me, I, I'm uncomfortable, like, begging for stuff. Like, if, if you wanted me to have it, you could have sent an email saying, hey, look, anybody need a chair mm-hmm. for their home office? Mm-hmm. Email this person. We'll get you one. Cool. Right. But – just side note, I'm not a fan of hidden benefits at work. That's a side note, right? All like, right. <laughs> don't, don't make me ask you for the stuff that I'm supposed to have. Like, put it up front. Let me know what I what I can have. Yeah. I can, so I can avail of those things. Yeah, that's a whole and, other. I, I don't like that oh, either. Another thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but I mean, you know, so people, you know, there is a cost to working from home. It's not like it's without that. But I think, you know, to your point, if, you, if someone wants the option, I think it should be there. Mm-hmm. As it makes sense. And I think it's forcing companies, I guarantee forcing them to, as they write job descriptions, mm-hmm. to really be clear about, is this, I'm going to use air quotes, work from homeable, right? right. Like, yeah. like, does this job really require someone to be in the office every day? Right. Does it require them to be in the office once a week for certain meetings or other things, right? Like, mm-hmm. what is really required to do the job? Right. And what has just been our common practice or our comfort level right in the past for this type of work yeah um but again if it's going to be from home again don't just make it the office at home you need to kind of support that in the proper way right i agree yeah it needs to be supported i mean going back to your point about like the um the employees like we don't trust you. I mean, that is definitely something that just needs to be addressed regardless of whether, I mean, that means that they had this distrust before, uh, you know, so so that's really something that needs to be uh, addressed. Once they say that, then you're like, wait a minute. So you don't really trust us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You never did. And like, like, that's just a not, not a good way to no. Run a business. Right? No, it's like, not. You know, hire people you can trust mm-hmm. and trust them. They mm-hmm. break the trust and let them go and bring somebody else in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Exactly. If you keep hiring un- untrustable people or untrustworthy people, then you have a problem. But that's another podcast. Exactly. That's yes. <laughs> so I think we may have answered our question for is is working from home more enjoyable for employees because it depends on the employee um i i do know um of uh, she's a friend that uh she had to start working from home but she has a family a husband and and uh three kids right and she was like, I do not like working from home because, you know, you got to deal with all them kids and stuff like that. So, yeah, there is there is. 
for sure yeah especially yeah. if you're in a, a smaller place with like younger children right like yeah you know they're not gonna understand oh you're home but you're working so let me right. talk to you exactly like, if, around, if you're there mm-hmm. then you're supposed to be available to them yeah <laughs> that's that's how they can say so, and they're all young they're all very young so yeah yeah exactly so um but then the question is i mean we also touched on this but is it more enjoyable for leaders but not from the the stance maybe for a little bit from the stance of whether they um whether they feel like they that you can be trusted but also from uh the standpoint of um would they feel more i guess it could be viewed from other things but what i was thinking was uh do they feel like leaders if they're not like in front of people leading you know sort of thing or making these executive decisions what do you think yeah i i I think i think we need to be training leadership about how to lead remotely i think that that's a very unique skill set i was talking to a friend of mine who's going to a a different job opportunity and so she's going to be managing like seven people right Mm -hmm. um in this new kind of remote environment they're all remote and she was just you know excited but also kind of you know concerned about you know how's that going to work will she be able to really effectively do what how she would like to lead them you know Mm. in this remote environment right you know um how, how do you ensure that you are are available to your employees that you are supporting them and what they yeah. need mm-hmm. um and you don't want to be forcing all these artificial check-ins all the time you yeah. know like yeah exactly going? Oh, yeah. Update, right? <laughs> but at the same time you want to make sure that if they need something or need support in something that you're able to to do that you know and, and I, I don't have all the answers to that but I, I do know that the answer is not do it the same way you would if you were in the office right right um i, I know like I would have one on one with, with with my supervisor, you know, like once a week we'd have a meeting, half an hour or so. Um, but also in our environment, the way we worked, we were often on the same call or meeting mm-hmm. multiple times a week. So we were aware of each other what was going on. Right. And so if something was going on, we kind of knew. It wasn't like I kind of had my stuff and they had their stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's no, there's no crossover, right? So right. I think in that environment where, you know, if you, if you don't work closely with your employees, um, I think it's important to, I think, be more intentional about just checking in with them to see what they need from you. Mm-hmm. Um, not checking to see, are they doing their work? Right. right. That, that, that I think is a different situation. But I mean, the flip side, I think it's important for us as employees to, to be more, to, to communicate more often mm-hmm. about what we're doing. Yeah. Again, since it is remote. I mean, right? but how, like, uh, how how would that, how would you be able to do that? Like, how would you be able to be like, would you just be like, um, tell your, your manager, okay, so I'm starting this, this or this project or like, like I just yeah, finished like, like this project I, I or. Yeah. I, I think some managers want too much information, right? Like, like true. I don't copy <laughs> them on every single thing that I'm doing. Right. But I try to, if I know it's an impactful email chain, mm-hmm. I may copy them once I think it's kind of resolved, right? right so they okay. can kind of see what happened. Right. I don't, they don't want to be in the 20 email back and forth. They got stuff to do. Right, right. exactly. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let you know that, hey, this answer is not resolved. Mm-hmm. You can see how it happened. 
there you go. Right. Right. Okay. Um, you know, if, if I'm asking important questions to someone, mm -hmm. I'll have them included in case they just want to weigh in. Right. Um, but that's how I try to manage it from, from the employee portion and thinking about future management pieces, right? Like what, what would I want? How would I want to be communicated to, right? Right. If my employees are working, right? I, right. I don't need to be on every single email, mm -hmm. whatever, everything you're doing, but I do want to know what's going on. And really for, from the perspective of, I'm here to support you. I'm right. here to make sure you have what you need to do your job. Right. Um, and if you don't, if we, do, if we don't have communication, we can't do that. So right. I think, again, it's just this remote piece. I, I think it can be enjoyable as long as we're communicating effectively, um, which again, is, a, is not, is not, is not a skill that you can assume everyone has. No. And I think we had a session before, like, like, a lot of skills we assume were common. Mm -hmm. Once you once you get to a remote situation, you realize maybe it wasn't common. Maybe this person isn't a good communicator. Right. Yeah. In this written format, right? Like we can talk to them. <laughs> yeah. When they type, it makes no sense. Like I can't understand <laughs> it. Right. So, you know, I, I I think it's just a matter of everyone kind of embracing these new skill sets mm -hmm. um, and being willing to kind of you know learn and embracing and, and grow. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it is definitely showing. I think it's it's it started. Uh, well, th this 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 whole situation of like working from home, just the whole pandemic, actually, just really revealed a bunch of weaknesses in companies, um, uh, and strengths. Like, it did reveal some companies' strengths to be able to be like to really adapt to just be like, okay, you know, we need this. And then the strengths of some uh, leadership, some management who were like, yeah, who took the initiative to be more not to realize that they don't need to check in because these people are doing their job, right? So this is a more clear indication of whether these people, because you Basically, the, the, the manager is no longer able to come by your desk and see if you're actually working. You know, you, right. they, they have these systems where they can see if you're actually connected to their system. But that doesn't mean anything, right? Like you can't, right. you can't just uh, – I suppose you, you could just like randomly log into somebody else's life. <laughs> right. <laughs> but and I don't – If you have time to do that. Then you need. Then work. you need a job, right? <laughs> you need right. something else to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now I feel you. I feel you. But um, but but it allows them if they're not like really just playing I spy. Um, it allows them to realize. It allowed them to realize. Listen, I don't need to, kind of like check in on all my employees. I just needed this job to be done, which has always been my statement, regardless of whether you're paid, uh, my belief, regardless of whether you're paid by um, our, uh, well, in America, it's salary or um, hourly, but in France, uh, it is like, um, I don't know the, I don't know what the term would be in English, but it'd be basically the same thing where, uh, you know, you're paid hourly or you're paid, uh, you know, just for your job or whatever. Like you, you just, you get paid regardless of how many hours you do basically, you know what I mean? Um, I think everybody, it should always be, you can be hourly, but it could, it should still be by project as in, if this, this if this is done, excuse me, and this person doesn't need to be here anymore, go home. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like right. you've done you've done your job. Go home. So I think it's allowed a lot of managers, uh, cur- um, since they can't continue to check in on people, to accept the fact that you know what, maybe I don't need them to be work. Maybe they don't need to prove that they are working all eight hours. Maybe they just need to um, uh, present results. You know. And that is perfectly fine because at the end of the day, it is just the results that you want, the good results that you want to present to your higher ups or to make the company run, you know, better. So I think it has caused the good leaders to reflect on their um, on their leadership skills, I believe. So and apparently that is the uh, the case because I was I, I had joined a. LinkedIn Live with this company Forrester, which I'm trying to get a job with. Um, and um, I mean, at the time I wasn't, but now I am because <laughs> they do exactly what I want. So, um, and Forrester uh, is a consulting company, which um, is what I want to get into. Um, so, and in there, they were talking, what they brought up. Instead of it calling it work from home, they call it work from anywhere, which is even more broad, right? Because yeah. they're like, basically, if you can connect to, if you can, if you need to connect and you can connect, you can literally work from anywhere. You can work from an, a whole nother country if it's possible. Like basically if the pay is correct and they talked about that. So some people asked, uh, you know, well, what if we want to work from a company? in which the company has no legal entity uh, or no legal standing. And uh, basically they were saying, well, I mean, it's, it's pretty much common sense. Like then you, you would need to consider tax. The company would need to consider taxes and pay scales and blah, 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 minimum pay way, uh, rates and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, but if the company is willing to do that, it's just something that they would need to uh you know, invest some time in figuring out uh, whatever. But um, basically, they were just saying that uh, working from um, working from anywhere should be an option if it's possible. You know, if it's not like a grocery store where you can't, because um, in the long run, it uh, can end up being more beneficial. Uh, it can. It can. Um, where we were saying it can uh, increase trust amongst the uh, the employees and the management and stuff like that. It could decrease it as well, but that just means there's something wrong. <laughs> but in but in at the end of the day, it should increase trust. It should in, increase uh, productivity. Again, it depends on the person. If the person decides that they don't want to work from home, uh, and it's possible that they can work or work from anywhere, and it's possible they can work in the office, bring them into the office if they're going to be more productive there. Um, but it also would allow people to be more productive in possibly their private lives. They might use work time to do other things, but it doesn't mean they're slacking on their work. It just means they don't need that. <laughs> the time that and, they would. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people were doing that already. Anyways. Yes, That's they were new behavior. Right. No, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's all the same as far as I see it, you know, um, one thing that I think is interesting that I was reading an article about, as you mentioned, kind of, you know, um, the trust piece, you know, the other piece around that is if the office has a hybrid environment, you know, is everyone being treated 
fairly in that environment. Mm. Um, you know, just around, because I, I mentioned that my supervisor, my direct supervisor was always away. Right. Um, but for a time, I was in the office. My direct supervisor was somewhere else, but the CIO was in my office. So my direct supervisor is here. Right. My supervisor is here. Right. I have access to them at all times. Right. And okay. so we had a relationship separate mm-hmm. from this one. Right. And so that dynamic was uh, probably not ideal at times because mm-hmm. I have direct access to the CIO. Right. We're getting close. Mm-hmm. Not my supervisor per se. Right. But my supervisor is over here, kind of not always in the loop, right? So right. it was beneficial to me career-wise. Right. But, <laughs> but you know, but like if, if someone, if, if I had a coworker that was not in the office, right, mm-hmm. that couldn't see the CEO face-to-face mm-hmm. in the office, you know, they're missing out on some of that mentorship, some of that, that kind yeah. of career development because they're not there. So I think, you know, being aware of if it's going to be hybrid, how do you – how do you ensure that you're able to then mentor and have people be a part of the team mm-hmm. that maybe aren't in the office if people are in the office? That is a very, very good point. Uh, I don't think I actually even considered that. Um, and these people on the um, the live, they didn't they didn't really talk about that. But that is a very good uh, point. I think just like that, I, I would just say that there are pros and cons to work in any type of work environment, you know, a lot. I do know that before the pandemic, a lot of um, people that work from home, or I, I say a lot because I use that word a lot, but I shouldn't, but there, I do know that there were situations where people who worked from home already did have like a mandatory or they imposed them. There was self-imposed mandatory go into the office once or twice a week, anyway um so that you don't lose connection with your um your your team your manager and stuff like that um which might be a good way to kind of offset that uh offset that if you can you know um but at the end of the day yeah we we are very social beings whether you're introvert or extrovert so uh, extrovert introvert or extrovert so if you are if you get along well and you are in the same area uh is more likely you're going to end up talking about other things than work you're just going to end up get growing close it's not a bad thing uh and it's not unprofessional it's just human and yeah. this is just the way that we work um and so if you're working com- 100% um from anywhere else um, or at a distance, uh, yeah, it's just going to have that effect if it's a hybrid environment, like you're saying. It's just going to have that effect. At the same point, you know, I, I saw a news report about, you know, it was talking about, it was looking at this, the same idea, and it was, you know, it was the reverse where, you know, certain types of people, introverted people, can kind of be punished for that in an office environment. Whereas yeah. this person, once they were working from home, they were only judged by their work. Mm-hmm. Not by the personality or how they could come it up. Yeah, and end up getting multiple promotions, right? Because <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. was able to speak for them exclusively, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's that other piece, right? So it's like yeah. you know, and if if you're not very good at interacting socially, but good at your actual job, right? right how how do we judge that? You know, 
um, in that environment. You know, it's, you know, I, I guess every type of person has their own, I guess, personal, like, you know, pros and cons about who they are and what they're about. Right. You know, which makes all of this, you know, so, so dynamic, right? If, if, if I am just, you know, just awkward with conversation, I say the wrong thing, right? But I am good at programming, right? Right. You know, how, how can I excel <laughs> if I'm forced to be in the office where if I'm at home and you don't have to talk to me, mm -hmm. turning out, you know, thousand lines a day of code and right. it's going good, right? I'm killing it. But in the office, you're like, this dude is weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. He the wrong way. He just dresses funny. You know, like, yeah. It's just interesting how, you know, again, the office could be a negative if, if you aren't able to take advantage of that opportunity. There, uh, I remember when I was in America, I haven't seen it here. I might have seen it, but I can't remember. But I do know in America, when I was applying for jobs, uh, they would um, they would either ask on the, what do you call that, the applicate, or they would either say on, not the application, but on the job posting, uh, or they would ask you in person, like, um, not necessarily do you socialize well, but like, you know, like, are you able to, uh, they would say someone like a team player and stuff like that. And right. that team player could basically mean anything. But in this case was like, you know, can you, you know, work well face to face with your, with the group that you're, which you're with, that you're placed with. And you're absolutely right. Everybody, there's, there's differences in everybody. Some people just may not work well uh, <laughs> um, in a uh, in an extroverted environment. Um, but is that not actually absolutely necessary? So I mean, yeah, there are there are, there are pros and cons. I mean, there's a but the thing is, there's a pros and cons to everything, like everything. Right. Um, I guess that's yeah. the manager's, that's the leadership's job to to try to 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 balance that. But I think it should be more of a one on one basis rather than a global basis at that point, because every every human is one on one. If you start treating yeah. people like everybody, it's just not going to work. <laughs> yeah, and I know like this kind of thing is easier for a larger company to manage, just because you have more people and more specific roles, right? Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can hire for a very specific, you know, this person doesn't need to be doesn't need to be a people person because they only do this. Right. right, right. A smaller company, you got to be able to be a people person. Yeah. And this, <laughs> these other five hats. Right. Yeah. And so if you if if, if you can't kind of hit all these things, mm -hmm. you're kind of stuck. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I and I think that, that I think that may be another reason why this may be hitting smaller companies more because they didn't realize. And this is also just about technology in general. Right. Like a smart company. As you adopt technology, the people you have, you didn't realize they needed to know technology. Right. right. You didn't realize you need people that, that had certain skills. Right. Yeah. And now they need the skills. And you're like, wait a minute, I wasn't hiring for that. And I only <laughs> right. have five employees. Right. right. I can't I can't add three people that are only good at working from home. Right. Like I gotta what do I do when right. my employees, you know, don't have this skill set? You know, how how do I get them up to speed or help them adjust? That is very that was that's very interesting because uh, the Forrester company the sorry the live they spoke on that they said they were talking about and it was funny too because there were two French people and one American um, and um, because you know, Forrester's international 
um, now, I guess. Um, but anyways, they they were saying that employees need to start employers, sorry, need to start hiring not employees for something specific, but more for where they where the company wants to go, like what these employees can do for the company, basically. And the reason why that's so important is, well, the reason why I I was like, yes, because in France, they really, really try to put you in a box. Like they're like, so for example, I worked as a manager uh, at a grocery store in what they call the uh, large distribution. Um, And now the only, basically the only calls I'm getting because I put my CV online, uh, basically the only calls I'm getting are to fulfill that position, regardless of the fact that I'm applying for management <laughs> consultant positions. Like this is all they want, you know, because they're like, oh, he's he's got a year and a half under his belt. He knows what he's doing. But no, I mean, I do. I did. It was it was easy to kind of get down. Um, but like they, they only want you to do this thing. It's really hard. Like they're actually now just starting to talk about what they call reconversion, like um, um, job reconversion. And I was talking about that with uh, my husband where he was like, yeah, this the fact that they're talking about job reconversion it shows you the limits that they've already put on you. Like if you're already talking about, oh, well, maybe we can help you change um, start to think about changing careers. But like, why couldn't I just change careers in the first place? Like I already have already... Uh, assimilated all of this knowledge, all of these uh, skill sets and whatever. And now you're telling me I need to go do more training in order to do something else. No, I think it should be like in America, it's, it's much easier to switch from one position to another if you've already done, you know, like, for example, I was hired as a business analyst. I was never a business analyst. Like I, you know, they just were like, oh, you've got business training, you did an MBA, um, you worked um, as a, I mean, you worked in these other positions, never as a business analyst. Yeah, we'll do, we'll try it. You know, <laughs> like, like that's, that's literally happened. It, you couldn't, it would never happen like that in France. It just, it would, but you just got to get something, somebody really specific. The reason why I got hired as a manager in this grocery store is simply because the the owner is, loves America, <laughs> 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 and so basically the director saw my CV. They needed somebody in there. They were like, "Well, he's got some management skills uh, in the store. You don't need specific management skills. Uh, we'll put you in there. We'll see how it works, and uh, you know whatever." And that's literally how I got. Otherwise, if you're just trying for like these other job positions, it's not you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to do it. So this is what the forester was talking about was um, you, you, we got to stop hiring people um, to fulfill one specific position. Cause exactly like you were saying, if some crap hits the fan, you need somebody who's going like here in, in France, they have this word called the um, poly. Oh, I can't remember the word now. Um, polyvalent, which means capable of doing a lot of stuff like multi not multitasking but able 
yeah, you just have multiple skill sets, you know, like they usually say that when you're applying for a job at like McDonald's or something like that. So like you can be a cashier and you can be a fry cook and you can uh, be a janitor and you can, you know, sort of thing. But um, the uh, like this is what the Forrester were ta- was talking about. They all three of them agreed. They were like, no, this is exactly what we need to stop doing. Stop hiring people specifically for this one task. And in, in fact, hire people that have a skill set to fulfill this task and and possibly bring the position to a higher level or the company to a, a, a higher level, which I completely agree with. So yeah, it's it's so crazy. Like the I've not I've 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 probably been on I would say six or seven interviews where I've been helping interview like staff. Mm-hmm. No one that I was gonna that was gonna supervise directly, but just since they were gonna be on our team, right. I'll be in the process, but, and it's just interesting. The, the one thing that I keep seeing through that process and just looking at our company is <laughs> back, back to this, this, this uncommon sense thing, right? Is, is there are a lot of things about a person that are not apparent from paper, right? And, oh, and yeah. from what, and from what they can do. So many people can do their exact job. Mm-hmm very well but you right. tell them to slightly adjust it or, or you ask them okay i know you do a mm-hmm. but an input for you is this department gives you this do right. you know how they do that or why right no. yeah no i know i get this <laughs> and i do this i give it here well mm-hmm. when you give it to them do you know what they do with that mm. i don't know yeah. i know i do this <laughs> I, give them this. I know i go to system a i right. press button one two three mm-hmm. and i press enter and it gives this right well why do you press one, two, three? Well, that's what the, that's what someone gave me when I started working here. They said press one, two, three. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and not to say people are dumb, right? But a lot of people don't have the skill of like learning, analyzing, figuring it out. Yes, like, knowing the process. Like, why am I doing this? Right. And to me, that's more important than oh, this person has been in this position for twenty years. Right. Right. Fine. But mm-hmm. can you? Th- think differently like we had an employee where this person had been a director before right right and they came to the company and they were kind of done being director they wanted to kind of kind of do their thing so they were kind of you know in a lower position Mm -hmm. but they had to bring me in a lot of times to help kind of oversee this person because they they were always missing the big picture like Uh, they'd be on a project and they're okay we need you to help us do this and like well okay here's this spreadsheet and it's like well you're not answering the question. You're just right. giving them data. Like, right? Yeah. They're like, Need Christian, can you help this? And I'm, and I'm like, I can help them, but you don't. You don't realize this person used to be a director. They helped. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, you know, but but because I can think through it, you know, I can come in there and help do that. And and for me, you know, if I'm ever hiring people, like that's what I'm looking for, right? Like, right. It, to your point, like, not even necessarily like. You're a jack of all trades, but are you teachable? Can you yes. learn something new? Yes, exactly. Like, and that's the key, right? Is can you learn something new mm-hmm. and process that? Can you take information and apply it to what you're doing? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. No, I understand. I I agree. I agree. I have I have nothing to disagree with. So I think that's pretty much all we have uh, time for. We uh, the horse is dead. We, yeah, we, that we we definitely beat that. <laughs> Is, is, is that a phrase in France? Like beat the dead horse? Does, does that, that idiom translate? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, wait, I think so. Because I think Liam had told me. 
I think he had said it. I I don't know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you next time. But uh, I know that they have a phrase. I, I think Liam like just recently told me, but I I can't remember now. No, yeah, I can't. Remember. I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same term though. But I think he. Right. No, I don't think it's the same thing because I think when I told him, he was like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> what? Why what? What? Like, what the, why are we killing the horse? I don't understand. But uh, but I'll tell you what it is. Uh, if I yeah, I, a lot of idiom French idioms I haven't um, I haven't picked up. Yeah, I think that 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 pretty much wraps up uh, our show. I think I think the idea of just adapting and uh, go and working towards um, towards uh, like I don't know improving your business and and improving uh, the lives of your employees is just only going to make your company better. Absolutely. So, um, so to to finish off, we have a question. If you had the opportunity. What type of business, organization, service, project, whatever, uh, would you create? Ooh, wee. so you, you you want me to go first, huh? Yeah, go ahead. So, what I would love to do is how how to put it. I would love to be able to simply. Um, in a lot of ways, just kind of hire myself out as kind of a a temporary um, temporary chief of staff, or kind of if you watched Game of Thrones, like the Hand of the King. Um, I did not, you know. <laughs> so it's kind of like 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 this: the CIO or CEO needs a person at their right hand to help them kind of run things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could see a a consulting firm where I or, you know, or my staff would kind of be kind of right hands for hire, right? Mm-hmm. And and really kind of to help price smaller companies, right? Like, you know, these startups that, or not, not even as a startup, like a smaller company that really has a, a good leader, but that leader doesn't necessarily have the skill set or the time to really help kind of effectively get their processes and and kind of business in order mm-hmm. right yeah um kind of come kind of in kind of be that help to them kind of be that right hand to kind of steer them through get process in place get things running smoothly and then kind of move on so that that'd be something i would i would enjoy kind of putting together kind of having a a company around so okay it. I think we're probably just too much alike. Like that's <laughs> you know, a lot like like something you talked about before. Exactly, because that's exactly what I would do. Like I I had thought about this multiple multiple times too. It's funny because I wrote this question and uh, I didn't even think about the answer. Um, but as I, as I was asking it, like I already know what I would do. I would do exactly what I'm trying to do now, which is you know find a job. Uh, as a managerial consultant, that's exactly what I would do. I would, but I would do more on the lines of improving, you know, uh, managerial. So I start up a, co- a consulting company where I would help improve, um, you know, man- managerial relationships, uh, relationship between managers and um, 
and employees. That's what I mean by managerial managerial employee relationship. Um, um, to create, you know, to improve um, the work culture, to improve the um, and overall uh, company productivity. You know, I'd have uh, different measures that I. Uh, would use to see, you know, if this is working, you know, whatever. Um, that's what I would, that's, that's the type of company I would do. Um, just so like, you know, cause it would, uh, uh, I feel like it would be, everybody would be far less stressed if everybody was kind of on the same page, you know, if employ if managers understood when employees needed and, and employees understood what managers needed, you know, um, and not everybody, this is, this is something that the Forrester were, ta were talking about as well, but not everybody who's a manager deserves, should be a manager. Um, but there are some, I feel like who are managers, they could be good managers if they had somebody showing them how to be a good manager, you know? Right. Um, and that's where I would come in, like, be like, let me show you how to, um, you know, be you don't necessarily have to be a people person, but you do need to learn how to talk to people. You do need to learn how to treat people, your employees, and you need to be able to see the big picture, you know, and not just hone in on um, like small things. I mean, not that you should ignore the details, but you should really look at what, you know, I don't know, you should really look at what the how you're going to get to where you want, you know, respectively without like literally beating your employees or like, maybe not literally, but figuratively, literally. <laughs> yeah, like influence, right? Like, How do you influence people? You know, influence isn't necessarily about, you know, beating people or even reward, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's the way to influence people. Yeah, yeah. How, you, how would you influence people? How would you help them? How would you lead them? That's basically what I, I would do i would turn managers help managers turn managers into leaders you know uh and that's very important so yeah that's what i would do I'm hopefully you i will we see a, a couple more people and we got a we got a full suite of of uh, expertise here we, we we get it done we could we could definitely could <laughs> the question is like how would i don't my question for me was how would i start i didn't know i wouldn't know how to start yeah. so anyways that's it. Join us next time for our um, for our podcast. We have uh, once a month, and um, for a new uh, for a new uh, interesting uh, topic, we will talk to you later. Talk to you later. Ciao.